0: measuring your fundraising progress and success. Hi, I'm Bill Standjakevich. This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by Mui Kwaja. Mui is the founder of the American Muslim Community Foundation and also trains through the Fundraising Academy. And Mui, so good to have you with us on the Fundraising School's podcast. Likewise. It's a pleasure to be here, Bill. So first of all, tell us about the American Muslim Community Foundation. What is this organization? Yeah, uh,
1: I co-founded American Muslim Community Foundation back in 2017 with several other members after having hundreds of conversations with Muslim leaders in the nonprofit space. Uh, And it has grown to today where we have over $8.6 million of assets under management. We operate over 170 donor advised funds. We manage over 15 endowments for nonprofits. Um, So, you know, just as your local community foundation may operate, uh, AMCF is here to support the Muslim community
0: nationally. Another wonderful expression of community foundations and donor advised funds, MUHI, meeting donors where they are at. Uh, You're allowing your donors to express their philanthropic values and motivations through your organization. Where did this idea come from?
1: So... I had been working in the fundraising space and have benefited from the fundraising school itself. Uh, and after I kept on learning about donor advice funds, I thought to myself that it'd be really great to allow Muslims to more easily identify with their faith through their philanthropy. Um, so as you know, Muslims give their zakat, their sadaqah, uh, and we wanted to be able to better track that impact. Uh, so we were. Work- with the Muslim Philanthropy Initiative at IU. We work with uh, Giving USA, the Donor Advice Fund, Research Collaborative, and share
0: all of this data as well. You talk about tracking and sharing data. So, Muhi, when I think about metrics and fundraising, I think that fundraising, like any other aspect of life, we need to eat our vegetables before we eat our dessert. Fundraisers want to be with the donors. They want to do all the relational work. And yet we're saying, need to track those metrics. Uh, talk about your expertise and passion, please, in this area and why KPIs are so important for fundraising success.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I've been a chief development officer before. I've been a fundraiser, uh frontline. Uh, so I understand and value that oftentimes relationships are hard to track metrics for. But if your organization can figure out what types of KPIs they want to track, they can do this better by looking into what are ones that will predict the future and what are ones that will actually measure past performance so that you can better understand what to expect going forward. Um, So for me, that means looking at year-over-year retention, right? That's going to be the biggest one. Uh, You want to look at who are those donors that haven't been able to commit this year and have given in the past as well. Uh, Oftentimes you can utilize a software to track your different calculations. Sometimes this is built into a CRM. Other times you may need to keep a closer eye on it yourself. Um, But essentially you want to be able to look at least three to five years of your data in the past to inform your next year's calculations for all of your different goals from what a portfolio should be raising uh, to your overall revenue goals at the top of your organization as well.
0: Mohi, well, yeah, I really associate with that comment, including looking at a three to five year window when we think about our key performance indicators, those KPIs, because first of all, one year is just the most recent year snapshot. Plus, what we also know from charitable giving data is that while nonprofits have an annual fund, not all donors fund annually, or at least not the same nonprofits each year. They might give to this one in year one and that one in year two, come back to the first one in year three, or you know, just kind of rotate it around. So it's so important for us to be tracking these data. Let me ask you kind of at a macro level, you know, how much is too much and how much is too little? How do we find that goldilocks right spot in terms of the right amount of KPIs without it becoming so overwhelming we have less time for donors?
1: Mm -hmm. You know, at a nonprofit level, I think you should be looking at what your cost per dollar raised is. Uh, You can look at also your fundraising return on investment. Um, And if you at least are keeping an eye and track of those two larger metrics for your organization, um, then you can go down a little bit further to look at like donor relationship KPIs, right? What is the, again, donor retention rate, your lapsed donor rate, your attrition? uh, And where is the donor growth value or the donor lifetime value of their commitment to your organization? Um, So I like to make sure that those are at least a handful of dozens of KPIs that you can be looking at.
0: And so cost to raise a dollar, we put cost in the numerator. The raising of the dollar is the net after you subtract your costs. And we want that to be less than one and uh, maybe as low as even 20 cents uh, over time. And of course, return on investment is the net return goes in the numerator and the costs go in the denominator. We want that to be greater than one because that means we're raising more money than we're spending. And uh, some nonprofits get that up to four or five dollars uh, per dollar spent on fundraising. All of this we teach on our principles and techniques course. Well what about relationships? you know we, we get this question of like do I count every email? do I count every phone call and especially a major gift officer, you know they say, you know here's a portfolio of 150 donors and you need to have X number of contacts with those donors per month or per year. How granular do you think we need to get when we're measuring those relationships with donors?
1: Yeah, if somebody's in a portfolio, yes, it might be good to track what are the number of phone calls made, the number of letters sent, the number of emails. Um, But really, you want to focus on what if you can track the open rate, the click rate, uh, the response rate. These are going to be better indicators for you to gauge what level of communication is effective for the donor on
0: an individual level and the data will talk to us one of my mentors told me that one time he said bill listen closely the data are talking to us Uh, and it's which data we're tracking and then analyzing to maximize our fundraising opportunities mui there may be some in our audience who just kind of feel overwhelmed by this you know how do i set this up and do i need fancy technology can i just use an excel spreadsheet what advice do you have for nonprofits who are just getting started in formalizing their fundraising systems to also include key performance indicators.
1: Yeah, maybe you're a one person development team and I've been there before as well. So you can only really do so much. Um, But what I would suggest is if you have the budget to look into a CRM that can help track these things, that's gonna be a really great investment. If you are bootstrapped, I would keep track of how many asks you're making throughout the year, uh, and this is more than just an email newsletter donor button, right? You want a specific solicitation, um, so maybe there is something that uh, a program that is going on that you want to invite somebody to take part in or there is a rapid response to a crisis happening and you want to make sure you put that ask in front of them. I worked at the American Red Cross for five years and every other day there was a new disaster unfolding. Um, So we often made a lot of asks in our system and that was all tracked through our CRM. Um, So you want to be able to look efficiently at how you can manage your portfolio. Uh, And a portfolio may have 70 people in it, or it might have a few hundred. Again, depends on how your organization looks. Um, So really looking at the technology and the CRM can help you make better informed decisions
0: around building your portfolio. And if you don't have that CRM yet, uh, that's a great opportunity for a special board gift. Can board members give above and beyond their annual gift to make that initial purchase? Sometimes we'll find a foundation or corporation that will give a capacity building grant to help with that as well. And if all else comes to fail, a simple Excel spreadsheet is so much better than nothing to help you start tracking your outcomes. Mui, if, if you could just step back. So you've given us a great description of the importance of data, the type of data to track, now the system's in place. How does that feel? What does that look like? Now we have the momentum. How does that help us with our margin and our time to be able to spend more time with donors? Can you describe that for us?
1: Yeah. So, you know, hopefully once the system is running and again, as a fundraiser, you've been at your organization, you are working with this portfolio year over year You can see the impact and the growth or decline uh, in a simple line chart, right? How many donors did you have? What was the average gift that they made? Uh, What was the total revenue? All of these things will start telling a story. Um, So the more you can focus on the donor volume, the donor relationships, uh, you know, hopefully attrition uh, isn't high. Um, But considering what are some things that you can do. And when you look at the, d- the data, again, that will inform the different steps that you can take. And hopefully, you can if you're a one-person development team, you can talk to other fundraisers through virtual settings like Nonprofit Happy Hour, uh, or you can go to an organization like Association of Fundraising Professionals and talk with other people in similar situations to bounce ideas off of them. Uh, but you really want to be looking at what are other organizations' metrics? What would fit for yours? What makes sense for yours? Uh, and again, do what you have the capacity to do, but do it well. Uh, to riff off that old song, it's
0: nonprofit happy hour somewhere, and to be able to network with our colleagues uh, can be so helpful. And again, these data are so important to track. And for those of you who who might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed, remember this: you're always in the process of gathering new donors. But the least amount of time and the least amount of financial cost is staying in touch with our current donors and having that donor retention rate be high, inviting people to make upgraded gifts over time. Now they can join your campaign. They can maybe make a major gift someday. And even if not, they're staying steady with that annual fund giving. That is the lifeblood of your organization. Uh, These uh, principles and techniques are taught in our courses at the Fundraising School, 24 of them in all. We're in eight U.S. cities. We're online all over the world. And we can also customize our training specifically for your nonprofit, your association, your region, your country, whatever the context might be. We have quarterly webinars and these podcasts all of our techniques gathered in our textbook, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition. And our website where all of this is found is philanthropyiupuiedu forward slash the fundraising school. Muhi Khwaja is the co-founder of the American Muslim Community Foundation teaches for the Fundraising Academy. We're so grateful to have Muhi as our guest today in a podcast produced by my colleagues, Mike Anthony and Jennifer Boffman. I'm Bill Stanjakovic. Now you are not more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school.